Sunday will be Nakamura Day. Charlie, oh, you're so well awake. Charlie, oh, you're so well awake. Charlie, oh, you're so well awake. So, so you challenge Charlie to a match? Ladies and gentlemen, get ready for Taco Mania! I'm not finished with you! That, my friend, is gonna leave a mark. I love black eyes. Where are you, Dango? All before you were wearing a training bra. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another week of Takamania. I'm your host, Desmino, with my lover from another mother, who's also my tag team brother, J-Bomb. Say hello, J-Bomb. Hey, man, how's it going? Dude, that was a good one. That, that was, was a good one, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. That was pretty I impressive. I was on the spot, though. too. I didn't, I didn't sit down, I didn't write them up. I need to do that soon. But, uh, you didn't write that up? I was no, like, no, no. as soon as you were saying it, I was like... For sure, he came up with this based on what we talked about last week. I came so. up with it during the intro, more or less. But yeah, I well do need done. To, I do need to be, be a bit more original. That was my idea this week. I hope I fulfilled that. But uh, yeah, so I'm glad to be here. Glad to be here with you as always. How are things yeah. going? Uh, not too bad, man. We had a pretty great weekend, did we not? We did, we did. For those of you who fought our last podcast, uh, this weekend, last weekend, we went to IWS in Montreal. And Rob Van Dam was in the main event. Uh, it was a good card all around, regardless. But uh, good show, big turnout. For those of you who aren't familiar with the IWS, uh, it's a big wrestling affiliate in Montreal, and it has signed a giant deal with RDS, which is a local French uh, sports broadcasting company. And uh, so now they have a bit of a budget, so they're going out and they're getting some cool talent to come. Tyler Bates, Pete Dunne are going to be there in the near future, so uh, it's worth checking out. Cool matches. And uh, I had a great time, and it was cool to see RVD. It was awesome to see RVD. Um, looking back, I wish we had done the meet and greet. We should have done the meet and greet. Yeah, he probably would have been baked out of his mind. Like, hey, guys, what's up? Because, I mean, I don't know. He came out of the ring. He looked pretty baked out of his mind. He looked <laughs> super baked, super baked. <laughs> I, was, I, mean, I just imagine them being like, so, uh, you come to Montreal. You can come here. You can smoke all, you know, tons of weed. we got good shit over here, and you got to do a wrestling match, and, you know, go home after. He's like, okay, sure, man. What's up? <laughs> Yeah, it was, it was awesome though. I mean, he he landed all the big spots that we saw like from his WWE days and ECW days, and he got the crowd behind him really well. And it was fun to see him, you know, throw all those moves in the ring. And like literally, we were what, maybe five human beings away from him. Yeah, no, he was really close to us, and yeah, it was really cool to see. It's funny because RVD was always fast in the ring and people had to keep up with him, but he was in the ring with some younger guys this time around mm-hmm. yeah. and he kind of looked like he had a little bit of a hard time keeping up. Not in a hard time, but you know, he's definitely not RVD of his prime, but uh, great match. It was really cool to see. I would have loved to see them book it a bit differently. I know we're talking about the IWS here, but since they do have the budget now, I would have had RVD win the title and that way, you know, they only have a show what once every few months. They could have them hang on to it and then defend it, have people come to the next show because the turnout was huge. So have them hold the title to the next event and then have them drop it. And RV can kind of hold the title for like, you know, a month or two. It would have been good for the franchise. That would have been but, cool for sure. You know, yeah. 
But considering uh, RVD's 47, and he smoked weed his whole life, and I'm sure he's partied as well. Uh, <laughs> it was pretty impressive. I mean, the frog splash was awesome. I was a little bit worried because the roof was so low. And usually he gets like a crazy pop of height when he does it. So uh, he was careful. He was good. He looked like he had a good time. Um, it was just awesome to get together, man. It's been a while since we've seen each other. So drinking beers, watching wrestling. It was pretty fun. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty cool. He liked my tweet too. I tweeted out to him. It's helped with the oh, Montreal. Yeah, yeah. Helped the Montreal, treating him well. And then he liked the herbs that we had here, smoking the Montreal peace pipe. And <laughs> I guess he did. And uh, it's good to see good old RVD. So yeah, I got, next I got, time we will definitely have to do that meet and greet. I literally got all of the big moments in the match on camera. I got uh, Rolling Thunder. I got the Frog Splash. I got the both times he taunted with the RVD with the thumbs thumbs in. Uh, what else happened? Uh, Van Terminator? Did he do it? Or Van Daminator? I never remember which one's which anyways. No, he didn't hit that spot. I guess the ring's a little bit... Well, I guess it would actually work to his advantage because he wouldn't have to go as far. The ring's a bit smaller, but, you know, uh, I think also with the space outside the ring, but... You know, he did hit the big spots. I'm not disappointed in the match. There's some other good matches, too. Tabernak, the team, was pretty cool, Oh, that cool was too. awesome. They're a cool They're team huge. that was on TNA at some point, but just worth checking them out. Huge, hugely over with the Montreal crowd, obviously French-Canadians. But, uh, yeah. Worth Tabernak, the team, yeah. I started watching a couple of, like, YouTube videos on them. They're growing. Were I, they I still be... called Tabernak, the team, in TNA? Uh, I, I think they were, but they were kind of calling them TDT. Okay. So, because I don't think anybody's going to understand Tabernacle the team. But, yeah. like, whenever they do, like, English interviews, they're, they're like, they try and teach the person giving the interview how to say Tabernacle with, like, a French accent. Like, roll that or, like, Tabernacle. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They seem like pretty cool guys. I mean, uh, I don't know if we'll ever see them on the, on the big stage, but uh, I'm sure I could see them in, like, Ring of Honor and stuff like that. Eventually. If the WWE did like a giant scale tag team tournament, you know, kind of like they did with the women, the cruiserweights, yeah. I'm pretty sure they could pull. They would. They could be invited to that. They're they're definitely ahead of the rest of the pack. Like for wrestling and like the way they compose themselves in the ring, they were uh, they were freaking awesome. Yeah. The, um, so that that was our our escapade this weekend. Uh, the next show we have coming up. It was a really neat surprise this week. Uh, logging on to see that the WWE will be back in Montreal. Uh, they've been left out for quite some time. You see these shows in Toronto and Ontario and everywhere. And, well, Toronto is Ontario. I guess they failed <laughs> that geography lesson. But they're around in various places in Ontario. And not in Quebec or Montreal. But we just found out this week that the end of April and beginning of May, they'll be doing back-to-back shows. Raw Live and SmackDown Live. Hell yeah. Coming to Montreal. And you know who's going to be there? Tacomania. That's right. That's right. Tickets go on sale Friday, you said? Tickets go on sale Friday. So we're going to jump on that horse. Uh, right now, we're planning to go to at least Raw. Obviously, for us, that's the big show. We thought about it. Three hours and, you know, more happens on, on that show these, you know, these days. Ronda Rousey will be there. I'm hoping there's a uh, superstar shakeup and AJ Styles makes his way on to Raw. Uh, KO as well. It's going to be really cool to see KO and Sami Zayn and how the sh- how they kind of are used while they're in Montreal as well at the same time. Yeah, it'll be interesting for sure, for sure. Cool. I'm so, stoked yeah. though. Yeah. yeah, me too. I am very stoked. So we'll keep you updated when we get those tickets. We'll let you know. We'll be representing Takamania. We'll be supplying all kinds of news, media, videos. It's going to be fun. You're going to be there with us. Awesome. So before we get into uh, WWE news and Raw SmackDown and everything going on in the scenes. Make sure to follow us at underscore Talkamania. Make sure to listen to us on iTunes, 
and now also on YouTube. Yeah, we're back. We're back. We're back on YouTube. Yes, we found a way to uh, to get our content onto YouTube without having to take 45 minutes to make it. So <laughs> we're back, baby. We're back. Cool. Yeah, love getting ourselves out there. So that's fantastic. And if you haven't listened to Justin Robert, get on that as well, too. Independent Thoughts, loving it. I like what this guy brings to the team. Check it out. If you're not, you're missing quite a bit. So get yes, on sir. it. Let's do it. Cool. All right. So I'm going to start off this week. We're going to go a little bit off format. We're going to do a little bit of shooting the shit this week. Uh, before we get into it, just want to go over a few news topics that I heard this week. See what you think, J-Bomb, and let's, let me know you know, your opinion on things, and we'll, we'll shoot the shit. Right on, right on. All right, so uh, this past week, or, or not this past week, I think it was last weekend or the week before, uh, we had Mark, uh, Brock Lesnar was facing off against Kane um, on a live event and squashed Kane in a matter of, I think, 47 seconds or something ridiculous. So, you know, offhand fans are pretty upset and sour about this because Brock Lesnar, who doesn't even show up, didn't show up the Raw, goes on to fight Kane that weekend and squashes him immediately. And, I don't know, I think a lot of the fans felt jipped because here's your champion and he's phoning it in each time, more or less, fear, uh, fear, um, figuratively. And what do you think about that? What do you think about the champion, the one holding the title, Brock Lesnar with a special contract, coming out, putting on a match like that? Well, I think it's just, it's so... Ugh. Is it a coincidence that this is now starting to bug everybody or starting to bug other wrestlers on the roster? Like, it seems like it's convenient that it just seems like a way of putting Roman Reigns over now, but I'm okay with that. And I think it could work. Like, all year long, Brock was doing this, and Roman mentions it on Raw, and now it kind of seems to be like a topic of discussion for everybody. It's like it's, he brought it back to the surface. I get that, but. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't like it, obviously. I mean, Brock Lesnar not being on Raw, the Universal Championship not being on Raw on a weekly basis is annoying. Um, I'm not surprised about WWE Chicago where he beat Kane. I feel like it's like that was publicized like WWE like because like the footage of it is perfect. It doesn't even look like it's from a cell phone. You know what I mean? It's just mm-hmm. like, are they putting it out there? Is this WWE's way of putting Roman Reigns over? And if it is, this is a great way of doing it. Well, I think I it's like the it. only way of doing it, almost. Because, it, like, to me, I was looking at it like, this is garbage. You know, this guy comes in, he does this, he goes, collects his paycheck, and leaves. Like, it's shitting on the title more than anything, and the history of the title. So people are really upset. The WWE says, oh, well, not the WWE exactly, but, you know, Dave Meltzer, and, uh, sorry, I don't want to quote it if he didn't say per se, but I believe <laughs> I picked it up off of him, is that they're looking to turn Roman Reigns into a babyface, and they're trying to find a way to do it. And this, you know, it's a bit kind of creative in a sense of a way to do it. But I don't know. When I look at the big picture, it almost looked like people were upset complaining, and the WWE was like, oh, shit, you know, they're not happy. Oh, let's use this as a platform. Oh, yeah. Say, oh, yeah, well, what we were trying to do is turn them... Like, I don't know if they're using that as an excuse or a scapegoat, but it was very strange that Brock also didn't show up the week before, so maybe they pulled the trigger that week and said, hey, let's make him be a real, you know, un, you know, not credible champion, not well, know, they're making the people. They're making Roman Reigns, like, the voice of the people, right? They're making him kind of... He, he he's, he's airing his frustrations that the fans share with him. This is his way to relate to the fans. So I, I think it's pretty good, like... So you think it's a you think it's a work basically? I don't think Brock Lesnar not being on Raw was a work. I think 
he was legitimately not on Raw, and they're making the best of it. And that promo really went over well. And I just think that that's the story that they're going to go forward with, that Roman's going to call Brock a bitch. <laughs> I mean, how many times do they call each other him and Heyman there? How many times? Everything was a bitch this week on Raw. But this is the way to get Roman over, and this is the way to get Roman as the voice of the fans, showing the frustration, not accepting that Brock Lesnar's not there every week, and I'm cool with that. I Honestly, it's... <laughs> Is there a better story at leading to WrestleMania than this one? Mm, yes. I mean, Ronda Rousey's pretty good. I'll give it that. But really, apart from that, what is there? I don't know. I'm interested to see what's going on with the IC title. At least your champion's there. I, I'm interested to see it, but as a as a Oscar as a going for the title and whose title? If it would be Oscar versus Charlotte, definitely on board with that. More. We don't even know which one it is yet. That's the thing. We don't oh, know. What come it is. on. We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think we, we do. <laughs> it hasn't been revealed, but I think we all know. Especially with uh, the segment that went on with Nia Jax and Alexa Bliss this week, which we will get to. Yeah. A few other pieces of news. Uh, Jonathan Coachman, who just recently rejoined the WWE in a commentary aspect, is being accused of, I guess, uh, I guess being a pig. You know, basically. Oh, really? Right. Sexual misconduct on the Yeah, end? sexual misconduct with ESPN. They kind of think that's why he got dismissed, or that's why he left ESPN to kind of be like a hush, you know, just get out the back door and things will be fine. Um, now women are coming forward and complaining, or I think one woman in particular. But I'm not sure. I mean, for this one, I'm kind of listening to Jonathan Coachman, listening to people at ESPN. Apparently, this girl, you know, doesn't have the best reputation. It also seems like, you know, Jonathan Coachman is very, you know, adamant in saying that, you know, in all his career, he hasn't really been close to any of his co-workers. So, we'll see where it falls. Um, you know, you, you got to kind of hear out both parties. But, uh, you know, WWE takes this really seriously. So, I'm sure McMahon's kind of like, there's always these news coming out. I guess picture McMahon being like, oh, another one? Why can't yeah. you guys keep it in your pants? Yeah. Oh, well, he might have kept it in his pants. It might be bullshit, right? But yeah. Yeah, exactly. It could be bullshit, yeah. But yeah, I, I can't really with Enzo, Rich Swan. I mean, you know, obviously uh, they take this very seriously. So we we will see what happens. Jonathan Coachman, uh, I won't miss him if he leaves. He doesn't do much for me anyways. I mean, Not I'll me take either. him over Booker T. But... I was never a huge uh, Coachman fan either. So he's He's just lame. His voice is lame. And I don't know, he's weak sauce, so. Doesn't do it for well, me. All right. Another thing that I saw today, actually, recently, well, today, like I said, was uh, the a prototype of a new championship coming to the WWE. Oh, you I clicked on that? I didn't click on that. I did click on it because I'm, I'm all for ruining things for myself. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. We should get a siren. We should. Something, we something should. We should. Spoiler alert, for sure. And, um, yeah. So, there will be new... I guess 205 Live Cruiserweight Tag Team titles introduced after WrestleMania. The prototype came out. They look decent, as long as they're not purple. Oh, yeah, I was going to ask. Be. But, uh, yeah, that's cool. So a lot more to do with Cruiserweights. Seeing some tag team match, tag team finishers in the 205 Live division. I'm excited about that. I know there's also rumors about bringing in the tag team titles for the women's division. That would be cool, too. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Give these women more segments. Uh, you know, It might be tough on SmackDown because it's hard to fit people in as is. But for Raw, it's definitely going to work well. So I'm all for that. But new titles coming to you, folks. Yeah. Exciting. Exciting. And one last piece of news that I heard. So lots of speculation. Where's John Cena going? What's happening at WrestleMania? People think he's going to fight The Undertaker. People think he's going to fight Rey Mysterio. 
Well, recently this week, uh, Rey Mysterio has suffered a bicep injury. So a potential torn ligament in his arm. So, bicep. Yep. The status is up in the air. We don't know what's going to happen. It might be a partial tear. He might be okay for WrestleMania. But he has been around. And uh, we'll see because it might throw a wrench in the plans for John Cena. I hope it does. Don't you hate, though? Like, this week, John Cena comes out and he's like, that amazing dream match between AJ and Nakamura. I want to be in it. And it's like, are you kidding me, dude? Do not freaking ruin this for us. (laughs) Do not ruin this for us. I don't know if the WWE is either going to keep teasing that match being ruined or that match is a teaser and they are going to ruin it. There's Maybe, a part of yeah, me that's no, really, really worried about Fastlane. There, there's a big part of me. It's getting bigger and bigger and bigger as we approach it. That if they, if they, I hope, really hope they don't fuck this up. No, absolutely too. And then when he's kind of interjecting himself, you hear the fans even being like, "No, man, no, don't, don't do this." Was he on SmackDown this week? He was on Raw. I do not believe he was on SmackDown. Okay, so the guy's just jumping wherever the hell is uh, convenient for him for travel reasons. <laughs> Sounds like maybe, maybe. I think I think Roman would call him a little bitch. Yeah, well, I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't deny him, or I wouldn't disagree <laughs> with him. Sorry. Yeah, but it's funny because they had like the fatal five way match: AJ Styles, Baron Corbin, Ziggler, Owens, and Sami Zayn on SmackDown, and John Cena wasn't even in it. So it's like it's kind of ridiculous. Yeah, it, having that match was a bit ridiculous, too. Oh, I, I think like, it was cool. I think, actually, I disagree. Really? I think having that match on SmackDown, almost having, like, the match before the match, because then you have, like, a winner, but it's like, oh, he just won that match, so he could do it again, but it's not going to be the same winner. Obviously, it won't be Sami Zayn. Yeah, guaranteed it's not Sami now. No, for <laughs> sure. I mean, it wasn't going to be anyways. We, I, I honestly, you know, we kind of, I kind of, we know it's going to be AJ Styles. He's going to walk out with the title. So I, uh, I think that they could have accomplished the exact same thing with having... Um, a triple threat match with with Sammy and Kevin in it, and it could have been one of the other guys from the fatal or the six pack, or it could have even been somebody else from the roster. I like just, I like the five way challenge. I didn't like I the match. I loved that hell of a kick at the oh, end. Oh yeah, where it came out of nowhere at the end and smacked him, knocked him out, and the look on his face afterwards. Oh yeah, he it smoked was, him. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, he was really it. good. Really yeah. good. Um, all right, so that's... Uh, oh, yeah, one more piece of actually news actually, I was just reading as well, too. Last one, sorry, folks. So Rey Mysterio, he's back, or he's coming back, or he may be WrestleMania. I'm reading news now that there's a possibility that Alberto Del Rio... Oh, yes. WWE, ...which is ridiculous this. because he keeps leaving on shitty terms. He comes in, he signs a contract that guarantees him a title run, or I guess that's what it seems like. He has a title, and as soon as he drops the title, they don't have much for him to do. He gets angry and then leaves and breaks his contract, so it's... Same thing all the time. Why would they bring him back after all the crap he caused for Paige? Does he really want him to be around Paige again? Now, I think that's why. I think that's what they maybe want. That, maybe they're looking for a reason to, to let her go, right? Well, <laughs> the tattoo isn't enough reason. Look, I, I read. About, I hate Alberto. I hate him. I like as a wrestler, boring storyteller. Boring. Yeah, he's, ter- he's terribly boring. Uh, I, I don't really like him as a person either. When I read that bit of news, I was really excited. And I hope he comes back just because I want to see that initial fan reaction and I want to see if they do anything with Paige and him a feud with Xavier Woods and Del Rio oh man (laughs) that could be fun (laughs) oh boy alright so let's jump into Raw Smackdown lots going on today folks we're not going to go through everything that's been happening but more than noteworthy kind of things that we saw this week that might have been worth talking about so uh, there'll be more for Raw than Smackdown just because I feel like there wasn't as much to talk about on Smackdown Smackdown sucks 
Uh, it's been too great these days. Yeah, it's pretty bad. <laughs> so Raw opens up. Ronda Rousey. You were saying yourself that you were surprised that was the opening segment. I actually thought that was going to be the opening segment, so I made sure to tune in. I thought it was going to be the opening segment the week before, so I tuned in, watched three hours to see six minutes of Ronda at the end, and then this week I said, you know what, I'm going to tune in at ten. Uh, I tuned in early at nine, and I still missed it. And uh, before we get going on this, I just want to notice if you noticed this. You know how they used to like show clips from from pay per views, like let's say it's Sunday and then it's the next day on Monday, and they just show still images mm-hmm. because you haven't subscribed to the WWE Network, so they don't want to give away content for watch, free. Right? Yeah. Uh, why are they doing that with Raw and SmackDown now? Did you notice that? They're like last week on SmackDown, and they used to show the actual clip, and now they're just showing still frames, hmm. and it, it's driving me crazy because I'm like, you know. I subscribe to those channels anyways. Let me see the content. But anyways, getting back, Ronda Rousey, go ahead, sorry. So I guess what I wanted to ask you straight up, like what did you think of the segment and how do you think Ronda Rousey is doing so far? Uh, I'm going to give her, considering, I'm going to give her an A, man. An A, right. Okay. An A. I mean, it's, it's, it's as good, it's better than I was expecting from her. It's better in some regards. I mean, I think she needs to stop smiling. <laughs> Every yeah, time she's kind of like angry, I'm like, yeah, fuck some shut up. And she looks like she's going to, you know, kick ass. But um, I don't know. Like when she starts talking, she starts talking, she starts laughing. And she smiles. But I mean, she has to get over that hump. She has to learn how to do promos. That's obviously. what I mean, It's not yeah. her forte. But, uh, you know, the segment was kind of a bit, uh, you know, a bit of an interesting, interesting start. But... I was actually overall happy with it. I thought it was pretty cool. That was you know, good, yeah. Uh, yeah, Triple H coming down, Angle calling him out. It was done a lot more organized this time. And then when she grabbed Stephanie by the hair and pulled her into the ring, and gave, I've never seen the crowd pop for a Samoan drop like they did, but uh, uh, it was a brutal one, She almost one too. broke her, man. Yeah, I thought she was, was going to break her arm. I thought she was going to do the FU or the sorry, attitude adjustment, and I was like, oh my gosh, she better not take this as her move. I'd be super salty. You thought attitude? I thought FU. Well, the way she I had know. her held, and she was going to kind of flip her over, but so she kind of had her held like the FU. But, uh, or the attitude adjustment. Now, he, sorry, go ahead. I was just saying that, like, I thought she was going to do that move. Later out with the Simone drop, and it was pretty nasty. I liked it. I was, I'm, I'm, I, I enjoy her segments. I think the fun thing about Rhonda is that she's going to be rough in the ring. And it's cool to see her as her first opponent being Stephanie, who's not somebody who um, usually takes bumps. It's going to look extra stiff which is going to be exciting but i don't know i can't i can't tell if she went to do like ronda rousey's maybe finishing move and she totally botched it and turned it into a samoa drop because it did look like she was going to throw her up one way or throw her up the other way and then she just kind of like threw her up both ways and fell backwards like it was an awkward looking fall well, it looked like it fucking hurt <laughs> It did really get hurt, but at the same yeah. time, you know, she's new at doing a lot of these moves, so having to hold them placement of your hands and whatnot. But a Samoan Samoa drop. drop like, probably what they were going for, though. I mean, what's Stephanie going to take? You know, we're not going to give her a like suplex. a suplex. I thought she was good. Out of every move there is in the book, Ronda Rousey doing a Simone drop is like. It made me go, what? Like, well, it's like hold her up on your shoulders, just fall backwards. You know, it's easy. That way you can't really mess it up in theory. I mean, she's not Samoan. She's tight, though, man. Like, she's, like, cut, man. Like, like she lost... Who, she's Ronda? very thin, yeah. Yeah, she's looking all right. Well, I mean, when, when we were seeing her before, you got to consider that when they get, like, fight ready, like, they got a bull cop, right, between mm-hmm. fights? So, and then they cut down at fights, so they're that's pretty unhealthy to do. So I know that they, like, a lot of UFC fighters, when they're not in fight, 
like if they're not in fight mode or are training for a fight, they do walk around a little bit chunkier. So I think that's what we've been used to seeing with Ronda. But I don't know she looks good to me, man. Yeah, I, I'm like, good. I hated that girl before she debuted. So I'm really, I'm really happy with everything. Cool. Another women's segment this week. Uh, we saw Oscar take on Nia Jax once again. Uh, I was excited for this match. They've had some great matches, but again. The crowd was weird this week, I found. They were kind of, like, not into matches, but into certain things sometimes. And I the match started off, no crowd reaction. It was a bit slow. It was a bit sloppy to start. But the match ended up picking up, being really good. And Asuka eventually fighting off Nijax and forcing Nijax to tap out. Getting that big win over Nijax, finally. It wasn't stopped. No DQ, no nothing. Oscar um, was your winner. Now, Nijax is a bit broken. Her WrestleMania moment, or her WrestleMania is not going to happen. She was sad. She was tearing. Really sold the arm. Went backstage. Really sold a segment with Alexa Bliss, where Alexa's obviously talking down to her and saying you failed and making her feel bad. Yeah. Um, you know, we know where this is going, but she cried. She did good, man. I found Nia Jax really sold this segment well. The only thing that bothered me was that ice pack. The ice pack. I have surround sound, and it was like crinkle, 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 crinkle. It was loud. Crinkle. I was like, I thought it was in her outfit at first. I was like, shit, that's some thick like leather or whatever you got going. Then I then I realized it was the ice pack, but I agree, man. She brought the tears and they, they both did a pretty good job on that promo. And, uh, well, it was a typical Alexa bliss promo, right? But it kind of feels like that's all she does now, those promos. And I want to see more from her character, but it was good. It did its point. Uh, I think Nia Jax was like instantly turned into a face and that's definitely the way she's going now. Yeah. And uh, again, you know, it's pretty no brainer that they're going to be doing Alexa bliss versus Nia Jax at WrestleMania. So, to the point that was spoken earlier, we know who Oscar's going against. She hasn't said yet. It will be against the SmackDown Women's Champion. We'll see. But uh, I, I, the Twitter response to the Nia Alexa was like negative. I found like a, like at least on my timeline, <clears throat> um, saying like Nia should have been booked like like Braun. And I'm thinking like she kind of was booked like Braun at first anyway. So she kind of had that like unstoppable force thing going for a while it's nice to see them using her just nice to see them not doing the obvious with her you know have a sensitive side and uh she you know she's kind of funny too and uh yeah no i agree it's gonna be bliss and and nia at wrestlemania but i really liked it i feel like it was the 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 true beginning to the feud and like yeah and nia's gonna win her win a championship wrestlemania she'll get her wrestlemania moment and then she can tell her cousin all about it yeah, I, I don't know how happy I'm going to be about that, but uh, winning and losing aside, um, Bliss and Nia at WrestleMania could be cool. Oh, I just hope it's not a squash match, because it just seems to me like it's going to be a squash. Like, what, what can Alexa Bliss do? Maybe she'll do some gymnastics, backflip out of the <laughs> way, I don't know. Maybe they'll make it a stipulation, and then it'll be like a ladder. Well, she'd run around be a coward, be fun, as long as they make the match like a decent match and not just like a, an instant squash. So, I mean, if she was going to fight Oscar, I would imagine it would be a pretty quick squash as well too. So, yeah, that's true. Charlotte Oscar, eh? that would be fun. Uh, it's not necessarily what I said. I said she'd be facing the SmackDown women's champion. Oh uh, yeah. So we'll, I guess we'll see about that. <laughs> Who but that I mean, be right now, time? right now it is with Charlotte. And the reason why I say that is, you know, we know Charlotte's face, facing off against Ruby Riot this Sunday. And obviously Charlotte's going to win. For some reason, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking thinking that they might beat the crap out of her after the match. Carmella might come down and cash in that briefcase. And then, would it be Asuka versus Carmella at WrestleMania? Which Yikes. would make a lot of people very angry. I'd be extremely angry. 
But if you're trying to think, like, when is Carmella going to cash in? Because she has to do it soon. Is she going to do it at WrestleMania after Asuka wins and then just get her ass kicked? It'd be hilarious. I think that'd be funny. If she like, runs down, cashes in, and gets destroyed by Asuka, and then that's it. But uh, at the same time, like, maybe the the Riot Squad's going to beat up Charlotte like they've done before. Carmella comes out, cashes in, and then she goes on to fight WrestleMania and loses against Asuka. That way Charlotte doesn't have to lose it. WrestleMania, but it seems like everybody wants that, you know, Oscar Charlotte match, like me too. I'm just trying to think of the possible scenarios that are going to be happening here because, and if you didn't see on SmackDown, now there's that that tag team match between um, we have like Naomi and Becky versus Natalia and Carmella. Why did they put that in the card out of nowhere? That seems a bit strange. So it seems like they're putting Carmella on the card to throw your your kind of your your attention elsewhere. So. Maybe because that match is useless, and it's like another one of those. Horrible builds for a pay per view. I mean, it is, but I will say, and I know the promo was super cheesy between Natalia and Naomi, and yeah. I hate cheese, but I thought the promo between Naomi and Natalia was fantastic. I really liked it. I thought wait, they were, wait, the way they do like the cheesiness. I don't like cheesiness, but I thought what it was supposed to do was perfect. Naomi stayed strong. She gave really good looks, and you know Natalia is very Natalia, and she tries to be, you know pompous and a princess and she gives <laughs> those looks and you know she's a, I, I like her smile and i just i don't know i just thought the back and forth was cheesy but i mean i liked it i really liked the promo i don't know why i did i did i like the promo it's fun you know what I, I, they're they're i didn't better than the it. promos they've been they've been they've been putting out from wb.com with all that sesame street text across the screen oh I've, for I've sure had it with that it's ridiculous who thinks this is a good idea i don't understand i you know what it's not a bad idea if it's like on a commercial is that how kids words? Is that the point? Like you want to teach kids spelling and certain words? Like and it's emphasizing certain words. Like I, I think I, it's, it's like emphasizing like their catchphrases, like get these hands and yeah, the, penitent- oh. the glow glow penitentiary or glowing penitentiary. What the hell is that? I don't know. I don't like when they splice two people's mottos together. It drives no, me crazy. No, do not like that either. But uh, the the Naomi sh- Naomi, God Nat Natalia <laughs> stumbling. Promo, uh, it was very porny. Porny, like the way that they act. They're like porn stars. I'm like, yeah, it was. It was definitely. Like, I get what you're saying. I don't yeah. know. I kind of. It works with Natalia because Natalia is how she is all the time. Yeah. So I thought, like, for them, it was a good. I don't know. I liked it. I thought it was a good promo. I wasn't gonna. You know, I don't know. Yeah, Lana. Lana told her to take acting lessons on uh, <laughs> Total Divas. Maybe that. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, because uh, Natty well, told yeah, her Lana, to take wrestling lessons. To take, uh, funny because Lana was an actress too. So yeah. Well, because Natty said that like you can't wrestle, and uh, Lana's like you can't. Act. Lana was like you can't act, and Natty had a shit fit. <laughs> like mm-hmm. pretty much like four episodes in a row was like Natty like crying about that comment. And, <laughs> yeah, she's not a terrible actress, but yeah, she's very much like what you saw in the promo is what how she acts, right? So yeah, and it's crazy because like she's really good on divas. Yeah, well, is that so acting she, too, right? So <laughs> it's acting. It's bullshit. That's hundred percent. It's bullshit. So. Yeah. One one thing I want to talk about that came out of Raw, which I thought was really left field, was you know Cena came out, he gave his promo, and he was interrupted by all people of Goldust. So to me, I was like, what? Why would Goldust like? You could have anybody in the roster come out and interrupt this guy, and it's Goldust. So obviously, they've, what are they doing here? So I was really intrigued. I was wondering what they're going to do. And Goldust came out, and he's like, you know, I want my moment. You know, I've had the career. I haven't had you know. He hasn't had a championship, and you know, Goldust. I mean, I think deserves it to some degree, but sometimes you don't want to just give somebody something because they've been around a long time. But um, I wanted to see something cool happen here, 
And it just went on to be a regular squash match. And then that's it. Like, I would like to have seen him come out with maybe Manny Rose. And that would be his new, you know, um, manager. And he'd be a bit darker again. But no, he kind of just came out and, you know, left me wanting more. But then left me with nothing in the end. So I was disappointed with the outcome of it. Just becoming, just having this be a jobber match in the end. I thought, wow, this is a left field. This is unpredictable. That would be surprising me. But then they let me down. Imagine if they were like, shit, Rey Mysterio is injured. Put Goldust out there with Manny Rose, like you said, because I agree the two of them are awesome together. Um, have Goldust low blow John Cena while being distracted by Manny Rose. Get a three count. And I would be super down for Goldust and Cena at WrestleMania. Don't care what anybody oh says. It'd be all, if if uh, Rey Mysterio was the, out. Do uh, the, par- the Hollywood parking lot brawl, whatever they did with Roddy Piper, right? Oh, yeah. That was a questionably gay match, but yeah. That was Goldust. Like, Goldust was really... Uh, he, he had a good run, man. We didn't let him be, but he's really kind of held victim of this whole, you know, PG era. He can't really do much, so it's unfortunate. It is. But uh, another big uh, announcement coming off of Raw was we saw Matt Hardy challenge Bray Wyatt to a match at the Hardy Compound at WrestleMania. Is that what it... it was it an official... Request a match at WrestleMania was that what it was? Well, when else is it going to be? But yeah, yeah, no, I, think, I know that. I think it but... will be. Yeah, and um, uh, for me, you know, this kind of spells out the return of Brother Nero. So um, more, more than likely, you're going to see that happen at some point. But very excited and more excited for this match, I guess, because before it was like again WrestleMania. Oh my god, this is going to be boring. But now at least you're putting it in the compound. It could be exciting. And uh, we'll see. But I did see uh, Rebby Hardy, um, uh, Matt Hardy's wife, on social media. Uh, she's very opinionated, a bit catty, uh, very strong, independent woman. I can respect that. But she made everybody well aware that it was her that filmed that segment. I think she went on and she's like, I filmed this. So she get all the attention. But uh, I wouldn't say it to her face because she'd tear me a new one. So. <laughs> yeah. She's I, nasty. Was... She can be nasty on, t- on social media. It seems that it was footage from TNA. Like, uh, it was the same they footage they used it? during TNA. Uh, yeah. So maybe people were saying it back then. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, anyway. people were saying that it was uh, the first time WWE has used footage, like, from other than WCW there or ECW. Are they allowed to? Uh, I don't know. Apparently, Matt already owns it, so... Mm. And if he, yeah, I, if he owned it, it would not be called Woken Matt Hardy. It would be called Broken Matt Hardy. No, I know. That's why I think it's going to eventually be broken. Um, they jumped the gun on the Woken. From what I heard, and... Uh, His hip is already broken. Yeah. <laughs> From what I heard, though, is that um, TNA is letting... Is, is changing the way they do business where they're letting everybody who comes to their promotion own their own characters. It's like a way to draw people to them. I'm pretty sure McMahon does not let people own their own name and own rights. And I didn't like say that. McMahon. I said TNA. That's what TNA uh, is doing now. Uh, they're letting everybody... Who comes and who builds a character there? Either like you know, they own it. TNA is not going to own it anymore, so that's exciting. I heard that on Super Kicking It with Kelsey. Super Kicking It with Kelsey. Yeah, um, I'm excited for the Hardy Compound. Um, I hope it's nothing like that match between Bray Wyatt and uh, Randy Orton, though, because that was oh that horrible. one. I think it meant like the uh, they did something similar at the Wyatt like compound or something where it was like the Wyatts versus New Day back in yeah. the day. That was that pretty was bad too. Yeah, it was. It was not. It yeah, was pretty not, bad. Yeah, it wasn't too great. So we'll see. I wonder if we're gonna see uh, what's her name, Rebby or Ruby? Hardy? Rebby, Rebby Hardy. 
and um, his son as well. I wonder King if they're going to have any involvement. Yeah, yeah we'll see. Um, but uh, yeah, adds a little bit more excitement to that match. Wasn't too enthusiastic to watch it yet again, but at least it is something fresh, something new. Yeah. And I'm inter- interested to see how they film it. So at least that makes that match a little bit more exciting. Uh, one thing that I wasn't too excited for this week was the Mizzies. Now, I know they do this every year. And I'm like, really? I thought they did this like four months ago. Or I don't know. I guess it's really one year right now. It seemed like it was not too long ago. Yeah, either. and it's always the same thing. He gives out awards, bashing somebody, then he gives himself an award, and the music, the cheesiness, I get it, it's PG, but eh, it doesn't do it for me. But we did find out that the IC title will be defended in a triple threat match with Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, taking on the champion, The Miz. So, I know we had talked about um, potentially having Braun Strowman and... Elias in that match. I don't know what's going to happen moving forward, but right now we're looking that Braun Strowman doesn't necessarily have a match at WrestleMania. Does this mean he wins the Andre the Giant Battle Memorial? Will he be put into a match? Him and Elias? Like, what's going on? Because right now he's stuck with Elias in this feud and they're beating the crap out of each other with musical instruments. Now, I'm all for that. Every week it must be fun for Braun Strowman to come in and see, hey, you're going to crush this person with this... You know, uh, a building, a wall, a scaffolding, a grand piano, and it's it's awesome. You know, they're really milking that giant base. He's used it twice now. Uh, but at some point, I want to know what's happening with Braun Strowman at WrestleMania. I, I would guess he's going to be fighting Elias, and I think that everybody's going to be okay with that. Really? Like, you know he's going to win. It just seems like a waste of a match. What's it for? What's I think for? Elias, we still got weeks, right? So I think Elias is going to get him back. I think there's going to be like uh, back and forth going. If we're seeing a singles match between Braun Strowman and Elias at WrestleMania, that's a waste for me, to be honest I'm with okay you. with it. I'm okay with it. You really believe Elias has a chance? Nobody does. So it's going to be Braun Strowman going out what? there, squashing somebody, it's over, and that's it. I don't. Every match should be noteworthy, should be memor- memorable, and I just feel like this, is, this could be a match on Raw. I think uh, 90% of WrestleMania could be on Raw. <laughs> at no, least the story I, mean, I don't know. The Intercontinental yeah. title match can be really exciting, I think. It's going to be good. I would rather see Seth Rollins versus Finn Balor one on one for that IC championship. For sure, the Miz, the Miz is not great in the ring. He's, he's definitely the, the yeah, ring. he's the weak link in the match. That's for sure. But I'm okay. I'm okay with seeing Braun Lesnar. I mean, as long as it's some sort of stipulation grudge match, I think it could be okay. And it all depends on the lead up into it because I mean, these two have been going at it for a while now. I honestly, I'd rather Braun Strowman versus Elias one on one in some sort of grudge match than them both come into the IC title picture and be a fatal five-way. I I am not a fan of anything more than three three wrestlers. It's boring. Like Even like an Elimination Chamber or Royal Rumble? Elimination Chamber is different. Royal Rumble is different. I'm saying when it's like, even if it was, uh, if it was five people in an Elimination-style match, I'm in. If it's they should first do more elimination style matches like that. I, I mean, agree. Remember, we used to play the video games, and it would always be like, okay, five, six superstars, elimination. Yeah, it was you great. Know? Yeah. Um, what I don't like is people get punched or suplexed or like uh, a regular DDT, and they're out for like you know 10, 12 minutes outside the ring, laying down, and then all of a sudden they're back up, and they hit three or four finishers, and then they're all down again. If they choreographed it better and actually had better spots that included the five wrestlers, I'd be all down for it. And I've seen them do that in other promotions. But WWE doesn't do it well. It's literally an excuse to get guys in the ring and on the card. And they spend most of their time laying outside. Well, that's it. I mean, that's the lazy thing about it is like instead of having great quality matches where people sit out, 
they they throw everybody into matches under the giant battle memorial. They're going to be putting everybody into that match. Who doesn't have a match? So I'd rather that than a fatal five, though. Yeah, at least yeah, I guess at least that's at least something. they're all in the ring doing something. You know what I mean? But I just like even this past week on SmackDown, like AJ Styles, he kept breaking up the pin and then rolling back out and laying down, breaking up the pin and then rolling back down again, laying down. Like he literally got picked up by Baron Corbin to the other side of the ring, thrown thrown out through the second rope, lays down. Then there was a pin. He would come back in, do the same thing. Dolph Ziggler picked him up, brought him to the other side of the ring, threw him out. It's just like a little bit more effort. If you're going to do matches like that, make it worth it. I don't I don't want to see five guys in a match where it's only two-on-two two the entire time with everybody else. Like I know, yeah. There's a lot of old recipes I feel like they need to break, you know? like I don't know. Like When I'm watching a match and it's like Dolph Ziggler hits the Fame Master... And he pins the guy. One, two, kick out. And Dolph Ziggler's like, dog, what? Oh, what? come on, Raph. It's like, have yeah. you ever pinned anybody with this move? I like, know. Not since the days of Billy Gunn. I'm sorry. Link them together. Fame Master, pick him up. Suplex him, pick him up. Do another move. Then try a pin. Yeah. Something like that. Either either stop pinning after certain moves or have people lose after certain moves so it makes it more predictable. I'm down for making it more predictable, but, um, you know, whatever. Yeah. Well, that's, that's where it, I'm at right now. Whatever. A big Whatever. Whatever, man. So, this Sunday is going to be Fast Lane. It's our last yeah. pay per view. Heading in to the biggest, grandest stage of them all, WrestleMania. We're going to see yeah. lots of good matchups that mean nothing. That mean <laughs> absolutely nothing. Well, it really I, depends. I mean, if they try to take a swerve on us and, you know, maybe change some titles and change some stuff, but more or less, you know, it's just, uh, you know, something, something something nice in between now and WrestleMania. It'll shorten the time between WrestleMania. I'm actually still looking forward to regardless. I like Sundays. It gives it a nice feel in this pay-per-views. Good way to wrap up your weekend. And, um, you know, the card looks pretty decent. We do have Bobby Roode versus Randy Orton. That's going to be the snoozer of the, of the card. Two thumbs down. If, for those of you who watched SmackDown this week, uh, for some reason they threw Ginger Mahal, Ginger Mahal another <laughs> bone this week. He picked up the win of Randy Orton. It seems like that's Randy Orton's curse. He cannot beat Ginger Mahal for some Can't reason. Can't be Ginger, yeah. He cannot be Ginger. So I don't know what that means for Ginger. If he's going to be you know, put in the U.S. Maybe, maybe he'll be put in the U.S. title championship picture for, for WrestleMania. They're obviously going to find something for him to do, or they might. Why not? Who knows? 30-man b- battle royal. <laughs> Yeah, I guess. But yeah, that seems to be the more snoozing match on the card. But again, uh, we also have the six-pack challenge for the WWE Championship. We have the Usos versus New Day. And we have Charlotte Flair versus Ruby Riot, And we have Becky Lynch, Naomi versus Natalia Carmella. That was announced this week as well. And this Sunday, if you didn't know, folks, it won't be Rusev Day. No. (gasps) No, it will not be Rusev Day. For those who... Listen to SmackDown this week. Instead, it will be Nakamura Day. That, that was, was that was highlight. that was the highlight of the week for me. Highlight yeah, of the week too, for me, right there. That and the Huluva kick. Oh was, yeah, the kick was great. Yeah, made, made SmackDown bearable. But yeah, well, that that was a great promo in the back between the two of them. And I have to say, the, the kick with the hell of a kick uh, was like you know Zayn's just kind of bringing this along every week. He's gonna help. Kevin Owens win, you know, his time will come, but now it's about Kevin Owens. And then he pulls off this at the end of SmackDown, right before pay-per-view. It's great, because Kevin Owens has no time to rebuttal. You don't know what's going to happen. It leaves a lot of question marks going into a pay-per-view. And for me, that's exciting. And uh, I know throwing the match between uh, Nakamura and Rusev together, you were showing some concern, because A, 
Rusev is so over with the crowd, it's going to hurt Nakamura once if Nakamura wins. And if Rusev beats Nakamura, it'll hurt Nakamura because people like Nakamura. There's all kinds of like ifs and buts about this match. It can hurt both of them. I can't see how it's going to help either of them. That's just my argument. I guess it was a case of neither of them being booked and... You know, and they also want to make Nakamura look strong. I mean, like in my opinion, there's no chance Rusev's going to win this match. It's a no-brainer. No-brainer, but no-brainer. They, I mean, creative needs to take Rusev and make him a face on SmackDown. Um, it's as simple as that. He's extremely over. Um, he's talented. And he's funny. And you have to make more use of it. I just don't know if they're kind of holding, you know, his social media habits, or you know, they're still doghousing him over blowing that whole. You know, he was unstoppable until, you know, he announced his engagement with Lana. And then after that, he's kind of been doghoused for the past year or so. So, Yeah, I mean, he's he's extremely over, man. I mean, Ring of Honor, uh, Manhattan Mayhem, there was Rusev Day Chance. I heard that. Saturday. I saw the videos, and it was yeah. rather impressive. So. I mean, that, that that is some fucking over business, baby. Over yeah. business. For sure, for sure. So uh, I guess that wraps up another week here at uh, Talking Mania. So thanks for joining us. Follow us on Twitter at underscore Talkamania. Like Des mentioned, we're back on YouTube. Check us out. Hit the subscribe button. We're on Podbean. We're on iTunes. We're on Google Play Music. We are literally everywhere you can hear a podcast. Uh, follow our buddy Justin Roberge. Justin, uh, sorry, at Justin S. Roberge. I want to give another shout out to a podcast buddy of mine. Uh, she Hates Wrestling. Check him out. It's a couple from Ireland. It's pretty funny. The premise behind uh, the podcast is really original. Uh, Take a listen. Apart from that, we'll be back uh, later in the week with our prediction show. Running in the fast lane, last pay-per-view before WrestleMania. Until then, J-Bomb's out. Say bye, Des. Happy Nakamura Day!